0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from Pittsburgh Penguins 10, San Jose Sharks 2. Uh, That tells the story better than anything else that I can say, honestly, 10 to 2, and it looked like it on Saturday night at the Shark Tank. The San Jose Sharks, let's be honest here, are an unserious team this year. They are not trying to win anything but the NHL Draft Lottery this season, and they showed it. They're the first team since 1965 after last night, and that was the Boston Bruins back in 65, to allow 10-plus goals in back-to-back games. Obviously, they lost on Thursday night by a score of 10-1 to to the Vancouver Canucks, and then last night 10-2 to to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Just to see what the actual effect of playing this particular team has on other teams in the NHL this season. Last night, the Penguins jumped from 22nd in the NHL in goals per game all the way up to 8th. Now again, that's the 10th game of the season for the Pittsburgh Penguins, so a game like this will easily change that average, but an absolutely you know, horrendous team, to be completely honest are the San Jose Sharks. There's a couple good players on that team. I'm assuming they're going to get sold off at some point this season. Guys like Anthony Duclair, maybe a guy like Tomash Hurdle. I don't know who's going to be on that team at the end of the season, but uh, certainly not a team that's going to contend for anything seriously in the NHL this season. Let's get into the game recap and the goal recap here. Between the Penguins and the Sharks, and it was a busy one. The first time this year that I've had to use two different pages for the goal recap. Started early for the Pittsburgh Penguins, just about 90 seconds in. Riley Smith scores on the power play, his fifth goal of the season. Eric Carlson, in his return to San Jose, scores his first of what would be two assists on the night. And Jake Gensel adds in his eighth assist of the season, and that's a power play goal for the Penguins. Smith. Put the Penguins up two to nothing a little bit later in the first period, and this one still looked to be like an actual game in the NHL when it was only two to nothing after one. Smith scored his sixth of the season, a assist go to Pedersen and Brian Rust. Second period is where it got out of hand for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They go up three to nothing on Jake Gensel's third goal of the season, a beautiful cross ice feed from Brian Rust for Gensel's 200th career goal. He becomes the fastest player. From the 2013 NHL draft to reach 200 goals, that's faster than a guy like Nathan McKinnon. That's faster than anybody else in that 2013 draft class. So congratulations to Jake Gensel. A great milestone and a great number for him getting to number 200 on his career. Then Vinny Hedostroza in his Penguins debut this game scored his first goal shooting off a bad angle, bouncing it off of the Sharks' goaltender and making it 4 to nothing in favor of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Anthony Duclair did open up the scoring for the San Jose Sharks. He got them back in the game a little bit at that point with a power play goal, his second goal of the season. Assists go to Tamash Hurdle and Jacob McDonald, who ended up playing a decent factor in this game for the San Jose Sharks. They made, that made it 4-1 to one on the power play. And then the Penguins, once again, just pulled away late in the second period of this one. Evgeny Malkin gets his sixth of the season to make it 5-1. to one. Smith and Ricard Raquel get the assists on that one. Chris Letang scores his first goal of the season on a beautiful breakout between him and Sidney Crosby. Crosby playing in his 1,200th career game, as we talked about, in the lead-up to this one. He picks up an assist, his sixth of the season, and Brian Russ tallies another one there. Matt Nieto, we talk about the fourth line. We saw them get a little bit more into the scoring in this one. Matt Nieto scores his first goal as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins against his former team. Noah Chari picks up the assist on the 2-on-1 as he bounced it off the Sharks' goaltender's pads. Straight to Nieto. And Vinny Henestroza picks up the secondary on this one as he set things in motion in the Penguins' defensive zone. And after two periods, it was 7-1. to one, And at this point, if you went to bed, I would not have blamed you. It was late. The Penguins were up 7-1, and it did not look like there was any chance that the San Jose Sharks were going to come back in this one. And in the third period, it was more of the same. Brian Rust makes it 8-1, scoring his sixth goal of the season. Assists go to Gensel and Eric Carlson. Duclair, McDonald, and Hurdle all combine again for a San Jose Sharks goal. They're second in the game, making it 8-2 on the power play. Jacob McDonald scores his first goal of the season. Hurdle gets his sixth assist, and Duclair picks up his first apple on the season. Evgeny Malkin scores his seventh goal of the season to make it 9-2. Riley Smith and Ricard Raquel pick up the assist on that one. And then Jake Gensel closes the scoring out, making it 10-2. Gensel scores his fourth goal of the season and his fourth point of the night. And the Penguins, like I mentioned, take it 10-2 in this one. It was not close from the beginning. I don't know what the San Jose... I, I do know what the San Jose Sharks are doing. When when a guy like Mike Greer, the general manager of the Sharks, makes that trade involving Eric Carlson and takes back a guy like Mikael Granlund from the Pittsburgh Penguins, $5 million for two more seasons, without forcing the Penguins to retain it all, you know what's up when that happens. And the Penguins obviously get Eric Carlson in the deal, the Sharks get Mikael Granlund, which is going to help them, get Macklin Celebrani, or at least hoping, hopefully... For them, get Macklin Celebraney, who is the projected number one overall pick in the 2024 draft. Something tells me that the NHL might frown upon how badly and how obviously the San Jose Sharks are tanking. And, uh, you know, if it's rigged, we don't know if it's rigged. It might not be rigged, but the draft lottery might not uh, turn the way that the San Jose Sharks are hoping if they continue to be this embarrassing for the remainder of the season. But let's get to our three stars of the game in this one. Third star, I'm going to give it to Vinny Henestrosa, making his Pittsburgh Penguins debut. He notches two points, one goal, one assist. Replaced Jeff Carter in the Pittsburgh Penguins lineup and brought some life to that fourth line, brought some scoring life to that fourth line as they notched two of the 10 goals for the Pittsburgh Penguins in this one. Not only does Hinnestroza get on the board for the first time as a Penguin, he helps Jeff, or not Jeff Carter, Nola Chari get on the board for the first time as a member of the Penguins, and Matt Nieto get on the board as well. Now again, I'm going to reserve judgment on Hinnestroza and the fourth line until they play an actual team. I'm not Trying to bash the Sharks too much, but we've seen what they've looked like over the past week, and they're 0-10-1 to start the season, so I'm going to reserve judgment on saying, hey, Henestros has fixed that fourth line until we see him play the Anaheim Ducks on Tuesday, until we see him play the LA Kings on Thursday, until we see him play the Eastern Conference contenders that are going to be coming to town once the Penguins get back to the East Coast. So hopefully he continues to get the opportunity. There's no reason that he shouldn't after a game where he scores one goal and one assist in his Penguins debut. So a good game for Vinny Hinnestroza, a good sign going forward for the fourth line that they might have something cooking with Vinny Hinnestroza, Noel Achari, and Matt Nieto. Second star of this game, I'm going to go with Riley Smith, making easy work of the Sharks from early on. The Penguins did look a little out of sorts. To start this game, it looked like they certainly had a little bit of rust after a four-day break, but Riley Smith made sure that the Pittsburgh Penguins were still in firm control of the game despite not playing their best in the opening 20 minutes. He scored two goals in the first period of play, including, like I mentioned, that one 90 seconds in, a beautiful wrist shot that just absolutely blew past a guy in Mackenzie Blackwood that is uh, wishing that he could recapture some of that steam that he had coming out when he initially debuted with the New Jersey Devils. But Riley Smith, four-point game, two goals, two assists. He and Malkin are battling it out for the Penguins' goal-scoring lead that changed hands a couple times last night, and I'm sure it'll change hands a couple times as the season progresses. And the first star of this one, Hard to go away from a guy when he scores five points in a single game, and that's Brian Rust. Talk about capitalizing on the opportunity to play a team that is unserious. Brian Rust has one goal and four assists in this one. Coming into this game, everybody was talking about okay, Brian Rust getting the goal scoring going, getting really good opportunities, making sure he's putting away his opportunities this season. It is great to see. It's good to see him bounce back in this way in the second year of a six-year deal after struggling in the opening year of it. But a five-point game in this one the assist kind of bring everything up to a T and get him a little bit more evened out on the goal assist marker theres he has now six goals on the season five assists for 10 or 11 points excuse me in the first 10 games of the season Brian Rust looking really good out here in 2023-24 so it's hinstroza Smith and Brian Rust those are your three stars of the game let's go to our final thoughts on this one again Hard to take very much of anything away from this game because the San Jose Sharks are are a team that are exactly what you saw last night. They're a team that is not going to try to win very many games, and they might lose the most games in NHL history this season. They have yet to get a win 11 games into the season, 0-10-1, one singular standings point. It's not looking good. I mean, I get that throughout an 82-game season, there's going to be ebbs and flows, and eventually they're going to get a couple wins. They're going to pick up a couple but right now they're on pace to have what eight, nine, ten standings points on the season, which is far and away the worst marks ever from an NHL franchise. So they're they're trying. I mean, like I said on on Friday's episode, they're putting a capital T in tanking this season at the Shark Tank out in San Jose. But the one thing I will say, final thought on this one, Jake Gensel is setting himself up for an absolutely massive contract extension either at the end of the season or what I would assume should happen. The Penguins should probably uh, sign him during the season so he doesn't continue to build, continue to have a better season, and continue to put more impressive numbers, more impressive film on tape, and be able to ask for more when the season comes to an end. Jake Gensel... We always knew he could score goals. Like we mentioned, scoring his 200th goal in this one was the fastest player in the 2013 draft class to get to 200 goals as far as games played are concerned. And he's led the Penguins in goal scoring in the past two seasons. A two-time 40 goal scorer. This guy can put the puck in the back of the net. But what he's showing this season Especially coming into the year when you thought that he was going to miss the first five, six games coming off of offseason ankle surgery, he's showing a more complete game. He's showing the playmaking side of his game. Now, it's not like he hasn't been a playmaker in the past. We all remember the season that he unfortunately got injured, what he was doing in that year with Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby was injured. But Gensel had, what, 21 goals, 21 assists in that season before he went down with his shoulder injury? We've seen it before from Jake Gensel, but he's making it a point this season to tally more and more assists. He leads the Pittsburgh Penguins with nine assists on the season, and that's just going to go right into contract negotiations with Kyle Dubas and the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins need Jake Gensel. They need that second-tier superstar right underneath Crosby and Malkin in the top six. And Jake Gensel is that guy for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right now, he's making $6 million per season, which looks like a a sweetheart deal for a guy that could score 40 goals, a guy that could potentially be a point-per-game player this season if he's able to stay healthy. And historically, throughout his career, he's been rather healthy, right? He he had that shoulder injury, which we saw what happened. It's going to be hard for anybody to stay healthy when they crash into the boards like that. And then he did have that ankle injury, but he didn't miss a single game. He's been a pretty... Solid contributor throughout his entire career from the first game that he played against the New York Rangers scoring two goals through his first career playoff stint which was historically great for a rookie throughout the entire entirety of his tenure from then until now with the Pittsburgh Penguins he's been a great contributor and I'm not going to say that I know what he's going to ask for. But I would definitely see him looking for something around the $8 million range. I would not be surprised if he was the second highest paid forward after Sidney Crosby after this season. I don't think that he gets paid higher than that 8.7, especially because of where he's at in his career life cycle. I believe he's 28 years old or 29 years old, somewhere along that line, getting towards the back half of his prime. He's going to want to cash out. I do think that around the $8 million range is where this conversation is probably going to start, but I could see him signing something similar to what we saw Jason Robertson sign back when he signed his extension before last season, and he went off and scored 100 points the year after that. Now, Robertson is younger than Jake Gensel, but he still signed a four-year, $7.75 million contract. Something about that sounds right to me when thinking about what Jake Gensel's next contract is going to look like, but we'll just have to wait and see. Until then... He's only going to make more money if he continues to perform the the way he's performing. Four points in San Jose, and he continues to rack up assists as he is now. Four goals and nine assists on the season. 13 points in the team's first 10 games. He's tied for the team lead with Evgeny Malkin. Up next for the Pittsburgh Penguins, head south to Anaheim. They need to get some revenge on the Anaheim Ducks for what the Ducks did at PPG Paints Arena last Monday night. Able to steal that game with 10 seconds left. Mason McTavish scores shorthanded. Penguins are going to be looking for a little bit of revenge in this one. We'll see if they're able to get it and extend their win streak to two games. But as Eric Carlson said, we're looking to win the next one. We're looking for a one-game win streak, then a one-game win streak, then a one-game win streak. Hopefully, they continue to stack wins and make it a two, three, four-game win streak as they look to climb out of the hole that they put themselves in in October. But hey, as of now, for November, they're 1-0. and They're starting on the right foot. It certainly helped that they played a team in the San Jose Sharks that are very, as I mentioned at the top of the show, unserious. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. We'll see you guys next time.